welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Beverly Price of her self-expression. Beverly Price is a divorce coach, podcast host, woman's empowerment advocate, and woman on a mission. She's a woman who has been through it all and came out fighting. For over 25 years, Beverly has dedicated her time to helping women, especially divorced women, feel confident, equal to, intelligent, and beautiful so they can live the fabulous lives they were meant to live. She believes that all women deserve to feel this way and that any woman can achieve it with the right tools and support system in place. Welcome to the show, Beverly. Hi. Thanks so much, Christine. I'm so honored to be here, and thanks for that wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to have you here. What you're doing is amazing for women, and um, I just want to get started with, you know, just a little bit about your background and um, how you got into this profession. Sure. Well, I grew up in a household that gave me everything material that I could have wanted, but wasn't capable of establishing self-worth and self-esteem in a child. And it's no criticism of them. It's how they were taught and how and the role models they have. Um, so I was feeling very insecure all the time. I put my emphasis on looking good on the outside so no one would know what I was going through on the inside. And as I went through life, this lack of self-worth led me to looking for attention no matter how I got it. And so that led me to multiple marriages, toxic relationships, job loss, and more. And from that, um, I had to get to the place where I really really didn't like myself in order to become the kind of person I wanted to be. So I started on my journey by, you know, first looking at who I was and then looking at who I wanted to be and was able to take myself from those feelings of self-doubt to feelings of self-love. Unfortunately, back then, we didn't have coaches that could help you through that process and and lead you. So I had to do it on my own. Um, then I went to college, and when I got out of college, I worked in financial services in kind of a typical corporate environment. And again, I had to look together on the outside. And many people thought I was this confident, top-notch senior executive, but on the inside, I felt so lacking and so scared. But as I completed my journey, I could feel better. And once I started to see that I was able to go from kind of this self-doubt to self-love, I wanted to help other women. And 25 years ago, I started 
coaching women on divorce and empowerment. And I left the corporate world. And so that then after I did that for quite a while, I began to see some really alarming statistics, like 79% of women don't consider themselves confident, and one out of every two don't think they're intelligent, and four out of five feel less than other women. And that created such a terrible feeling in me, I felt like I had to do something about it. So from there... um, Of course, I still had my coaching business, but I decided I wanted to create a podcast and support groups to help women on their journey to go from this self-doubt to self-love and also particularly divorced women to go from the awful, awful negative emotions they have to a life they want to thrive at. So that's it. (laughs) That that sounds amazing, and, you know, I'm just listening to you, and I'm nodding my head because I can identify with a lot of what you said. Um, I, I feel that women, um, from early on, we feel that if we look a certain way, it's almost like an armor that we'll protect exactly. ourselves from, you know, people really seeing who we are, and mm-hmm. they'll respect us a certain way if we carry ourselves a certain way, we'll be a certain person, and then... And then when you have a home and a family, that, that whole notion goes overflows into that area too. Like my house has to be just right. My children just have to be just right because we're we're carrying over that feeling in our head. And it becomes very stressful. Mhm. Yep, it sure does. I think that um so many of us were taught as small children um to be seen and not heard that we um, were secondary to boys and that we needed to compete uh, to survive. And those have been instilled from generation after generation after generation, and I really want to break that chain because those feelings lead us to kind of the state women are in today. Um, most of us feeling awful negative feelings, but no one wanting to admit it and get help. Mm. And four out of five women feel less than other women. Wow. Yeah. Um, So when you started this journey, how did you feel when you just started? Because um, I'm sure you had to unpack a lot of feelings and a lot of learned behavior. What was that like? And you said you came out, after you completed the journey, you were a totally different person. What was that like, the beginning step? Well, at the beginning, to be quite honest, I had to get in a tremendous amount of pain. Um, My ex-husband said to me, Beverly, you make everybody's life miserable that you come into contact with. Oh, God. And for the first time in my life, I had to admit That was true. And so that allowed me to kind of become repulsed by the person I was to want to do whatever it took to be a new and different person. And so what I found in my life is I never learn anything when things are going great and hunky-dory, but I have to experience pain to want to grow and change. So it it was very unpleasant to start with 
And the process wasn't easy, but to get to the other side is amazing. Mm. And, you know, th- there is a part of it that where you have to admit it and you have to yes. kind of raise your hand and say, I need help. You know, I, I don't want to continue in the same path year after year, year after year. And I, I'm happy that now a lot of us are a little bit more comfortable with hiring therapists, hiring coaches yeah. to get past a certain part. But do you find at the beginning when you started your practice that there was still a little resistance of people feeling like they could DIY? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's still a lot of people like that, in particular women who wanted the divorce and initiated the divorce in situations where the man was kind of surprised, didn't know the divorce was coming, many of those women don't think they need help because they feel relief afterwards. But what they don't realize is if they don't do work on themselves, then they're just going to repeat the patterns leading to broken marriage after broken marriage. And the reason I know this is because that's what happened to me. I didn't take the time to learn about me. And I went from one, from whoever gave me attention to the next one until, again, I felt so, you know, I had to take a look at myself to want to change. Hmm. And that that is just a powerful moment in your life and a lot of women's life to be able to take a look, a candid look, at yourself, and um, it, I can imagine how painful it is to do, but um, to be able to stick it out and get the end result. Yes. So you did all that, and then you started Her Self-Expression. Can you tell us a little bit about Her Self-Expression? Sure. Her Self-Expression is kind of an umbrella for my coaching business, my podcast and the communities that I've created. Um, I've told you a little bit about my divorce and empowerment coaching that's all geared to help women have a new life they thrive at. But the podcast is really about helping empower women on their journey. I like to say it leads them from self-expression to self-empowerment on the inside and out. The other element of it is is communities that I've created for women, support networks that they can interact. Um, One is the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood on Facebook, and another is Women's Divorce Recovery and Empowerment on Facebook. One is specifically focused on divorce women, and the other is focused on empowering women in general. That sounds amazing. And what has surprised you the most about this journey of starting her self-expression? I find that sometimes when we start a practice or a business, we may initially have a certain mission in mind, and then one thing happens and you realize, wow, this has become bigger than I expected it to be. Did that happen at all? And can you share a little bit about that? Yes. I think one of the most surprising things was the reaction and how positive it was and how many people expressed how much they love the podcast. You know, I have um, very talented, intelligent guests, for example, you, 
And I also do some solo episodes specifically on divorce. So it's it's a great combination of all the tools. And the other thing I like about it is um, every guest and myself have to give three actionable tips that a woman can use immediately to take her further on her journey. Mm. I love that because you're giving the women the right to take an action. Like sometimes we are over-consumed with a lot of information, but when you provide actionable steps that someone could take right now, that makes a difference and they feel more powerful. Right. That's nice. And I know that you have two separate services, just for women and other ones for divorced women. For divorced women. Um, the divorce service, um, what uniqueness have you found with those clients that you've been able to help with your coaching services? Well, I think there's so many women that try and struggle and go through it alone. And by not being able to have help, they can get into a great deal of pain, much more so than if they have help along the journey. They also don't get the opportunity to really dive deep in themselves and find out what about them attracted them to that marriage or made them stay in that marriage or made them tolerate bad behavior. Um, mm. So it's it's really, um, it's just really a process that I think is surprising. And um, the other, the other element of it is there can be women who have been divorced for years and years and they're still living in bitterness and hatred mm. and resentment. And I even knew a woman um, who had been divorced. She wasn't a client of mine. She um, had been divorced for eight years. And she turned to her ex and said, you haven't suffered enough. Wow. And I think, and science actually proves, that this not only creates emotional and mental pain, but it can lead to physiological pain as well. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, that that's interesting. Um, that sometimes we think that forgive, when we don't forgive someone, we're like showing them, like we're keeping them on the hook. But really you're keeping yourself on the hook because mm -hmm. when we're walking on forgiveness, it's eating us up, not the mm -hmm. other person. Yep. So how do you work through that? Like if someone comes to you and they, they've been through a lot and they they are struggling with bitterness, how do you help them work through that pain? Well, it's it's a lot of first getting them to accept the situation, accept mm. the feelings they're having, accept their divorce. And, and believe it or not, this is not an easy step. Um, yeah. But they have to be able to see it to be able to do something about it. And then the next element is doing kind of a comprehensive, uh, uh, what would you call it, inventory of all their emotions and how strong they are. And then throughout the process, we measure them again and again to see where their progress is. Um, mm -hmm. I also help them, that's kind of the emotional side, I also help them 
literally understand the legal and financial process at a very high level and can refer them to specialists such as attorneys, mediators, financial planners, um, realtors, etc. Um, also, therapists for domestic violence and trauma and PTSD. And sometimes we think that PTSD is just for, like, military professionals, but... Oh, exactly, yeah. Us, yeah. A lot of us could experience that um, after experiencing trauma. Well, I mean, you're just doing amazing work. Um, again, like, when you are meeting, because I know you've helped hundreds of women, when you've met with someone, is there any particular, without saying their names or anything, what have you received from them where you're like, wow, that that's amazing. I was able to help this person go from point A to point B, and I and I'm sure it it's, it benefits you as well to just see that journey unfold. Yeah. Can yeah. you can you share like some kind of uh, testimonial um, that you received uh, from women in your community? Sure. Well, I think that first of all, my passion is to help women on their journey have less pain and less uh, take less time and have more support than I did. Um, Mm. And the kinds of things, the kinds of testimonials I get are things like, I cannot express enough gratitude for her, for Beverly in my life. She's given Mm. me the tools to love myself, know my value, and not let people or circumstances dictate my emotions and behavior. And that's one that, um, that I think is so important. And another one is, Uh, They felt that I possessed the experience and the skills that helped her through her pain, shame, and guilt. So that's the kind of thing I love. But what I get out of it is uh, is very selfish. I think I get out of it much more than the women I help because I get to see my passion come to life. Wow. Wow. And not everybody has a, a career path that they're able to merge a lot of what they've been through and right. make it a service to others. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, yeah, pain, shame, and guilt. Because I, I find that sometimes when we go through different areas of our lives and that may be traumatic or um, like a divorce or, you know, um, having to deal with negative thoughts of ourselves, there is some shame around that, right? And right. Um, in a safe space where you can unpack those feelings and leave very liberated. Yes. That's truly a gift. And also, you know, the freedom to express grief and sadness and anger and get it out where you felt like you had to keep it in to look strong. And mm-hmm. especially women that have children feel this need to be strong for their children so they don't they don't have a place they can express it safely mm-hmm. i'm happy you said that Beverly, because um another thing with being at being uh hiring a coaching service is that it is a safe space you're a neutral party and people will be very comfortable coming to you because they don't have to hold anything back yeah, there is something to be said for that because sometimes when we confide in loved ones, we're still subconsciously holding things back because we don't want repercussions. We don't want, for different reasons, we don't want 
it to go back to another person. Um, you, you don't want them to look at you in a different way. But when you are going to coach, there's a level of liberty there because you know it's not going to go back <laughs> to your sister or your brother or your ex-husband. This is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally confidential, totally safe. Yeah. So um, what's next for her self-expression? Because you're doing so much. You have your coaching, your podcast, your community. Um, what's, what's next for her self-expression? Well, I think it's to grow it to serve more women. One of the things I want to do is to be able to help all women feel beautiful, intelligent, and equal to other women. So I guess the next step is carrying the message to more women. And you're helping me do that through this podcast. Absolutely. And that's needed. That's needed. And, you know, you wonder, like, where did we learn this from? Where where did women learn that we're not worthy, we're not smart, we're not beautiful? Um, well, it's, you know, it's been passed down and then – Let's face it, we live in a patriarchal society where men still try and keep us down, Um, whether it's in jobs, whether it's in uh, legislation, whether it's Mm -hmm. in personal interaction. That's the way it's always been. And when that's the way it's always been, people get real uncomfortable when that changes. And and there are just so many things going on that are actually setting us back. Mm. So we need to mobilize as women to move forward. One of the things we're really awesome at is coming up with movements, you know, the Me Too movement and, and the other movement back in 2016. And, but we're not good at, maintaining those and making them sustainable so we have this focus this intense focus for a period of time and then we stop remember we heard all the stuff about me too and do you hear anything about it now no no yeah you're right so we need to figure out how to have the energy and the dedication to sustain that Mm mm-hmm so it's not just a movement. It's something that's permanent. It's yeah. It's almost like a watchdog. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes in our DNA, just like right. the patriarchy did. Right, right, right. And then also someone else is telling you what beautiful, what it is to be beautiful. And yeah. from a young age, women, young women are starting to say, wait, I don't look like that Barbie mm-hmm. doll. Yes. I don't look like the girl in the commercial or I, I you know. They're saying that I'm considered fat because I don't look like this person. And they start, and then early on, we start to measure ourselves with what, like, the patriarchal society is telling you what beauty is, what sophistication is, what intelligent is. And then after a while, you realize you keep falling short. And then after all, as you get older, you realize that they look at you a certain way. But it's like a never-ending cycle, right? When you're young, you want to be slimmer and beautiful. When you're getting older, you want to look younger. It's a vicious cycle. It really is. Right. There's some statistics. Um, there, Dove, the soap, did a pretty massive research product, project, and um, it did it on women and young girls. And one of the things it said is 
only 11% of girls consider themselves beautiful and 72% feel tremendous pressure to be beautiful. So Mm. it starts at an early age and it kind of follows the same cycle with confidence. Women's confidence is at the all-time low in their 20s and 30s. And then as we age, it increases. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's critical that we start helping these young women um, to not fall into the same traps that we did. Yeah, that is true. And I am excited about that. I'm excited about the future of young girls coming up because we are more aware of the cycle. I'll look back at my diary when I was 10 years old and wanted to lose that 10 pounds. And and now I'm looking at like, I had no reason to lose 10 pounds. Every year it was like, I need to lose 10 pounds. Where did that come from? So I'm happy that we have more, um, older women are more aware of the cycle than ever before. And I'm happy that women like yourself are taking the charge and saying, not anymore, we're going to stand in the gap and change this. And I think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now we're going to go into the rapid fire questions. Oh. So this is- <laughs> Learn a little bit more about you as a person. Um, okay. So let's get started. Okay. Okay. Uh, a favorite vacation? Santorini, Greece. Oh, man. That sounds it's gorgeous. Great. I think it's the most beautiful place on earth. Wow. A favorite book? A favorite book. Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, nice. A favorite movie? Field of Dreams. And what's your superpower in business? Mm. It's a toss-up between my intense work, work, work ethic and my passion for what I do. I can see that being a good combination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the last question is, if you can spend an afternoon on the veranda with someone living or deceased, Who would it be and why? It would be Oprah Winfrey. And that is because of most of the women in this world have never had to travel the kind of journey that she has. Both being black and as a woman, she had to overcome insurmountable odds and life-shattering events and look at what she's made of her life, and more importantly, look at how many women she's helping. So So she would be the one I'd want to spend time to learn from and ask her a lot of questions. That is so true. Well, Beverly, I'm so happy that I was able to spend a a moment on the veranda with you and to learn more about your coaching business, herself, expression, and podcast. Um, can you share with the listeners how they can learn more about you and how they can stay in touch with you? Absolutely. You can go to my website. That's www.herselfexpression.com. And there you can learn about my divorce and empowerment coaching. 
You can learn about the podcast and see past episodes, and you can learn about the communities um, that we offer on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Beverly. Thank you, Christine. It's been a true pleasure. Same here. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.